ಯಶೋದನಂದನ ಬ್ರಜನರಂಜನ ಯಶೋದನಂದನ ಬ್ರಜನರಂಜನ ಯಮುನತೀರವನಚಾರಿ ಯಮುನತೀರವನಚಾರಿ ಜಯ ರಾಧಾಧವ ಕುಂಜ ಬಿಹಾರಿ ಗೋಪಿ ಜನವಲ್ಲಭ ಗಿರಿವರಧಾರಿ ಯಶೋದನಂದನ ಬ್ರಜನರಂಜನ ಯಮುನತೀರವನಚಾರಿ ಯಮುನತೀರವನಚಾರಿ ಜಯ ರಾಧಾಧವ ಕುಂಜ ಬಿಹಾರಿ ಜಯ ರಾಧಾಧವ ಕುಂಜ ಬಿಹಾರಿ ಜಯ ರಾಧಾಧವ ಕುಂಜ ಬಿಹಾರಿ ಶಿಲ ಪ್ರಭುಪಾದ ಕೀ ಜಯ ಗ್ರಂಥರಾಜ್ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಭಾಗವತಂ ಕೀ ಜಯ ಸಮವೇದ ಭಕ್ತವೃಂದ ಕೀ ಜಯ ಜಯ ನಿತಾಯ ಗೌರ ಪ್ರಮಾನಂದಿ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಸ್ಪೀಕಿಂಗ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಭಾಗವತಂ ಕ್ಯಾಂಟೋ ಸೆವೆನ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಟೂ ಟೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ನಂಬರ್ ಫಾರ್ಟಿ ಏಟ್ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ನಾರಾಯಣ ನಮಸ್ಕೃತ ನರಂಚೈವನರೋತ್ತಮ ದೈವಿ ಸರಸ್ವತಿ ವ್ಯಾಸ ತಥೋ ಜಯ ಮುಧೀರೇತ್ 
नष्टु अभद्रेशु निगवत सगवती उत्तम श्लोके भक्तिर्भवतीर्नैष्टिकी कृष्णा वासुदेवाय देवकीनंदनाय नंदगोपकुमराय गोविंदय नमो नम टेक्स्ट फोर्टी एट गोज एस फॉलोस यदुणेशवर्थदृग्वच यथामनोरथस्वन 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 यदुणेशवर्थदृग्वच यथामनोरथस्वन सर्वैंद्रियकमृषा यदुणेशवर्थदृग्वच अथस्वैंद्रियकमृषा यदुणेशवर्थदृग्वच यथामनोरथस्वन सर्वैंद्रियकमृषा यदुणेशवर्थदृग्वच यथामनोरथस्वन सर्वैंद्रियकमृषा माताजी यदुणेशवर्थदृग्वच यथामनोरथस्वन 
ಸರ್ವೈಂದ್ರಿಯಕೃಷಾಂದ್ರಿಯಕೃಷಾಂದ್ರಿಯಕೃಷಾಂದ್ರಿಯಕೃಷಾಂದ್ರಿಯಕ
his situation is condemned in the Bhagavad Gita as antavat or perishable. The happiness one enjoys in this way is like the pleasure of embracing a young woman in a dream. For sometimes it may be pleasing, but actually the basic principle is false. The mental concoctions of happiness and distress in this material world are compared to dreams because of their falseness. All thoughts of obtaining happiness by using the material senses have a false background and therefore have no meaning. Om Ajnanati Mirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamahyam Dadati Svapadantikam Mukham Karoti Vachalam Panghum Langhayate Girim Yatkripatam Maham Vande Sri Guru Dinatarinam Vanchakal Pataru Bhyascha Kripasindho Bhyayevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Sri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Vitatha Bhinivesho Yam Yad Guneshu Artha Drigvachaha Yatha Manorata Swapnaha Sarvam Aindriya Kamusha It is fruitless to see and talk of the material modes of nature and their resultant so-called happiness and distress as if they were factual when the mind wanders during the day and a man begins to think himself extremely important or when he dreams at night and sees a beautiful woman enjoying with him. These are merely false dreams. Similarly, the happiness and distress caused by the material senses should be understood to be meaningless. So in the previous chapter, Maharaj Parikshit had asked a question to Sukadeva Goswami about why Sishupal got delivered and how Sishupal, despite being a demon, got Sayujya Mukti or liberation. In response to that, in this chapter, Sukadeva Goswami reveals who they were in their previous yugas. Thus, he reveals that Sishupal was none other than and Dantavakra were none other than Hiranyaksha and Hiranyakashipu in their previous lives. Then, this chapter subsequently after defining these personalities in their pre- from their previous lives, it talks of Hiranyakashipu. The whole chapter is focusing on Hiranyakashipu. Then the chapter is also titled as Hiranyakashipu, King of the Demons. It talks about the basic response of a demon to an external stimuli, which is one of anger. So it talks about Hiranyakashipu's response in the mode of passion, which is anger. Hiranyakashipu was very upset that his brother Hiranyaksha was killed by Lord Vishnu. Therefore, he is very angry. Therefore, he decides to kill Lord Vishnu. But it is not possible to kill Lord Vishnu. Therefore, but Hiranyakashipu knows the philosophy. How to destroy Vishnu? By destroying his devotees. Who are the pinnacle of his devotees? 
the vaishnavas and the brahmanas so what hiranyakashipu does in order to destroy lord vishnu he tries to destroy the devotees and the brahmanas he tries to destroy brahminical culture also he tries to destroy mother nature because the basis of any economy is agriculture and cow protection so if these two are destroyed the whole economy collapses therefore hiranyakashipu is aiming at destroying those now as much as he is doing and this is very ironical in this chapter that as much as he is doing all these things as much as he is he is doing all these demonic activities of destroying brahmanas and vaishnavas he is giving big big lectures on the other side from the vedas <laughs> from the bhagavad gita he is giving class he is he is pacifying his nephews with bhagavad gita philosophy so on one hand he is destroying the brahmanas and vaishnavas on the other hand he is giving class on bhagavad gita this is very ironical very very ironical and in in these verses in the last few verses he has been topic talking about the temporary nature of the material world and therefore why someone should lament for anyone's departure whereas the very cause of his own anger was the departure of his brother so this is hypocritical and it is extremely ironical in today's verse he is further talking about the specific nature of happiness and distress in this material world again from the bhagavad gita we have a very similar verse from bhagavad gita matra sparshastu kaunteya sitoshna sukhadakadha agamapayino anityas tam tithikshashva bharata which talks about the temporary nature of both happiness as well as distress in this material world so today's verse is very similar to that verse from bhagavad gita chapter 2 now when one is hearing all these instructions from hiranyakashipu's mouth then obviously one of srila prabhupad's instructions comes to our mind what has prabhupad said prabhupad said that one must never hear krishna conscious philosophy from a non devotee prabhupada said that prabhupada gives this example that milk which is touched by the lips of a serpent has got poisonous effects are we not hearing milk which is touched by the lips of a serpent <laughs> hiranyakashipu is that serpent he is envious of vishnu he is envious of the devotees and on top of that he is talking this philosophy so should we get up and go outside the class should we not discuss this let's understand Srimad Bhagavatam in the 5th canto in the 8th chapter and 12th verse that verse talks about the 5th canto is all about creation that is the prayers of the devotees offered who live in Jambudvip as a part of that Sukhdev Goswami talks about various varshas in Jambudvip and one such varsha is called as Hari Varsha and the lord of Hari Varsha is Lord Narsimhadev so he says that lord narsimhadev is worshiped in harivarsh along with the people who live there led by prahlad maharaj and as a part of that prayer to lord narsimhadev what is one of the prayers that is discussed in shrimad bhagavatam 5.8.12 there is a beautiful verse it says yasyasti bhaktir bhagavad akinchana sarvair gunair tatra samasate sura harau abhakta kuto mahat guna mano sathena dhavato bahi this is the prayer of prahlad maharaj to hiranyakashipu uh, to sorry to narsimhadev right so what is the meaning of that verse it says that when someone does devotional service 
all the good qualities of the demigods dawn upon that person. Whereas someone who does not do devotional service, someone who is envious of the Lord, who has got nothing to do with the Lord, such a person cannot have any good qualities. Harao abhakta. Bhakta means devotee. Abhakta means non-devotee. Harao abhakta means a person who is not a devotee of Krishna. Kuto mahat guna. From where come such a person will get any good qualities. That is what it says. It's a very serious statement. You go out and say that to someone, you are a non-devotee, therefore you don't have any good qualities. You can imagine what will happen, right? But scripturally it is a fact. Scripturally it is a fact that non-devotees cannot have any good qualities. Now why it is said like that? Because it is not that non-devotees do not do good activities. It is not that non-devotees sometimes may not be good. It is not that one who is not a devotee may not be a good person. But if we observe closely, the good qualities of non-devotees only comes because of the influence of the three modes of material nature, out of which one of the modes is mode of goodness. So, that is why it is said that non-devotees are driven by the modes of material nature. So, when they are under the mode of goodness, they'll speak very nice things. Yesterday, I was talking to one of my, you know, uh, managers, right? So, I was telling him, um, you seem to be in a very good mood today. Hmm? Like that. So, he was very happy and we were having a good chat. It was morning time in India. <laughs> so, I said, you seem to be in a very good mood today. Yeah. Yes, Jagan. Because it's morning time. Hmm? Once I get into that office, <laughs> then everything changes. <laughs> now, I am talking very sweetly. But when I get there, then what will happen? Eventually, the mode of passion will capture us. Right? And towards the end of the day, what will happen? Mode of ignorance will capture us. So, sometimes when non-devotees, they are also under the influence of mode of goodness, which is typical of the morning time. So, we cannot, we cannot say that they are transcendental personalities and therefore whatever they speak is true. Like it is said that even a clock which has stopped shows the right time twice a day. Right? Think about it. Even a clock which has stopped shows the right time twice a day. So, if the clock stops right now at 7.58, right, it will still show tomorrow, today evening it will show the right time when it is 7.58 and tomorrow morning also it will show 7.58 right time. But the fact, fact is that the clock has stopped, right. So, therefore, sometimes non-devotees may also give good instruction under the modes of material nature. So, Paramahams. What is Paramahams? Paramahams comes from the word Parama and Hamsa. Hamsa means swan. The quality of a swan is that a swan, if you give it milk mixed with water, a swan is exactly able to take the milk. It is able to separate that which it requires from that it which does not require, even if sometimes it is mixed together. Right? That is the quality of a Paramahamsa. So, as devotees, when we hear Hiranyakashipu speaking Bhagavad Gita philosophy, we may think that he is a demon and milk touched by the serpent does not have any good qualities. But Prabhupada has put us on the path to become Paramahamsas. Therefore, what we do is, we ignore the personality Hiranyakashipu, but we take the good instructions that he is giving because our interest as devotees is only one. How can we take good instructions from anywhere that it comes and progress towards the Lord?
in fact in the 11th canto also as a part of the uddhava gita there are many chapters which talk up talk about the basic fact that for a devotee anybody can be a guru even a non devotee can be a guru because yes the non devotee may not have any adhikar or qualifications to speak bhagavad gita but from our reference point as devotees we still want to take the good things that they talk about for example srila prabhupad in his old days prabhupad was getting weaker and weaker his digestion power was going down and therefore what happened they engaged the physician a vaidya and what did that physician he was absolutely meat eater drunkard everything he was right but he came and he gave an advice to srila prabhupada's disciples and which prabhupada also heard he said this the old man should go for a walk <laughs> now he is not a devotee but his instruction was very good for srila prabhupada not only for srila prabhupada but for all of us because some of prabhupada's most nectarian purports and instructions are derived from prabhupada's morning walks so in saying so in giving that instruction definitely the physician got agyata shukriti <laughs> of millions of lifetimes right it said that it set the mood for prabhupada to speak so many great things by which we all get benefited today so he has benefited all the devotees right in giving that instruction but obviously his intent was something else he was just doing his job as a physician right but prabhupada took that instruction to heart he says that okay what he saying is correct i must go for morning walks why prabhupada did not say oh he was a drunkard no i will not accept from him bring only devotee doctor no because prabhupada's mission was only one he was very focused vyavasayatmika buddhi rekeh kurunandana prabhupada was focused what can i do so that i can become more effective in spreading krishna consciousness as a part of that i have to take care of my health and if this physician who is a non devotee is telling me that let me do that for the lord's pleasure so that is the mood of we also taking these instructions albeit coming from hiranyakashipu's mouth another another example of this is i believe it was the san francisco temple inauguration right was it san francisco temple where you know they were struggling with inserting lord jagannath deities inside and therefore the whole program was getting delayed and prabhupad in the morning also prabhupad was very pretty upset with the you know <laughs> arrangements that was being made nothing was according to his expectation and when prabhupad gets angry it is said that prabhupad first starts you no know, prabhupad gets very angry he blasts right he blasts the devotees obviously it is transcendental anger not material anger but prabhupad was just you know very very upset but after some time when prabhupad's anger goes beyond a particular level what happens it is said his lips start quivering <laughs> and then beyond that also if his anger goes then prabhupad become silent <laughs> so that was prabhupad's anger right so as and prabhupad that day was extremely upset because you know not the devotees had not followed his instruction and they were doing it is in their own way and everything was chaotic and the lord's inauguration was getting delayed obviously the lord cannot be made to wait he is waiting to give his darshan so prabhupad was very angry and prabhupad was giving instructions left right center to everyone and then one neophyte who probably must have visited the temple probably for the first time or second time he said prabhupad easy might <laughs> just chant the hare krishna mantra <laughs> why don't you simply chant hare krishna in tamil we say tirupati ke laddu kudtan which means lord balaji ko ilake laddu diya his own prasad we are taking from the counter and we are feeding it to balaji himself balaji take some laddu you know from tirupati it is balaji is hang on man it's i who gave this laddu to you why are you giving it back to me right so therefore this is the instruction telling prabhupad himself prabhupad please chant and be happy <laughs> like that 
But Prabhupada took that. Prabhupada took that. He didn't blast that guy. He's saying that, don't you know who you're talking to? <laughs> I think you must have read it from my books only. <laughs> Please know that and get lost. Prabhupada didn't say that. He accepted it with humility because he was giving a good instruction. So therefore, even apparently when Hiranyakashipu is giving these instructions, it behooves us to accept these instructions for our own good. So that is the mood in which we will understand today's whatever instructions Hiranyakashipu is going, giving, despite the fact that he himself is a demonic personality. Hmm? We take it for furthering our Krishna consciousness, which is called as Yukta Vairagya principle. We take whatever that is required and deploy it for progressing in our journey back to Godhead. So that is the context in which we will discuss this. Now what is Hiranyakashipu speaking? We will talk about that part. He is speaking about the temporal nature of both happiness as well as distress in this material world. He says both are temporary. Happiness is also temporary, distress is also temporary. Now, he calls the happiness of this material world as false happiness. False. Now, some may say, hang on, how can you use the word false? Why is the word false used here? This material world is not false. We have seen that before. Prabhupada many times hammers the Mayavadis, saying that these Mayavadis, these rascals, they are saying that this material world is false. So, reject it. So Prabhupada has told us this material world is not false, this material world is real, but it is real and illusory. It is real and illusory. After all, an illusion is real, right? In the sense that illusion exists. An illusion has an existential reality, therefore an illusion is real in that sense. But an illusion is an illusion. It is not truth, it is falsity. So, it, the fact that falsity exists is true, but falsity is false. <laughs> so, that is how we have to understand this, right? So, Hiranyakapushipu is saying that this happiness and distress of this material world is false. Now, what is the opposite of false? True. So, what is the happiness of false happiness? True happiness or real happiness. So, in that sense, he is saying that this happiness of this material world is not real happiness. It is Maya Sukh. Maya Sukh means happiness which is derived under illusion, therefore it is false happiness. So that's what that's how is we have to understand this. What is the reason why it is called as false happiness? Because the nature of the soul, as Karunanidhi Prabhu was explaining very beautifully yesterday, is Anandamayo Abhyasat. Nature of the soul is to seek real happiness. Nature of the soul is to seek eternal happiness. So what is the nature of the soul? Two things. Nature of the soul is to seek happiness, but that happiness has to have two qualities. One, that happiness has to always last, right? And that hap- which means it has to be eternal, and that happiness has to be real happiness. Now one may say, what is real happiness? Happiness has to be eternal, it has to be always there and happiness has to be real. But what is real happiness? So this concept we can understand by understanding the happiness of this material world. Because sometimes we can understand that which is by rejecting that which is not. So for some time let us focus on that which is not real happiness. Which is the happiness of this material world. And why Hiranyakashipu is saying that? The happiness of this material world has got 
few characteristic we'll discuss around 6 to 7 characteristic of the happiness of this material world hmm. the first characteristic of the happiness of this material world is that hap- this happiness is temporary hmm. this happiness is temporary hmm. for example in organizational behavior hmm, in management pr- theory there is a triangle which was given by maslow in that maslow's triangle you will see that at the very bottom for a person who is starving on the road who has no food to eat who has no roof above its his head and who has nothing to wear he is wearing torn clothes or he has got some clothes from the crematorium to wear <laughs> taken from the dead body and he is wearing right because he has no money to buy anything for him what is happiness if someone gives him food even if someone constructs a tent for him he is very happy in that tent because at least it shields him from the rain right and someone gives him second hand used clothing even then that person accepts it like this right sometimes when we go to vrindavan every year we take lot of clothes from from our house every year we do you know it's a opportunity to you know give away our clothes which we are not using so we take this bag of course we don't take clone torn clothes we don't give torn clothes to rajavasis to wear but we take good clothes but which maybe we may be out of it may be it may be not our size probably we have grown out of it or whatever or sometimes it is just lying and we are not going to use it so when we take it and when we go along the govardhan road and then we give it what happens people excitedly they take that and then they bless us also on top of that right hmm? so therefore for such a person who does not have okay anything even basic things if we if it is provided they become happy but for someone who has basic food shelter clothing hmm, what do they want they want something more right hmm. for someone who has one house what do they want second house investment property hmm. for sec- someone who has already two houses what do they want third house why they say that i will pay my with the third house when it appreciates i will pay for my second house right and therefore the rent which is coming from my second house i will pay for the first house something like that and then they'll say we'll want another property after that because that when it appreciates i'll pay for this therefore it will pay for this therefore everything will be paid and then i'll have income hmm? so the, so one just 10 will not help <laughs> so the happiness so the, so for such a person the first house the happiness which they derived out of doing that inauguration ceremony of the first house and of the investment property is long gone and then it is replaced by the distress of mortgage right so when you look at it you'll say oh, i'm paying 10000 dollars mortgage per month almost like that right for so many houses so happiness is temporary it is soon it comes soon at a price for example many people are happy when they get permanent residency in australia right pr aa gaya pr aa gaya they say <laughs> but real happiness is doesn't come with pr real happiness comes with pr real happiness not come doesn't come with permanent residency it comes when we get love okay we'll talk about that later permanent residency can only give happiness because one gets temporary relief from the distress of going back to india and working 16 hours a day and still boss is saying are you going half a day today <laughs> right therefore they are happy here because at least here at 6 o'clock you can get out of office and boss will stay oh you're working really good man long hours isn't it yeah 9 to 5 yeah 
right? But nine to five is nothing in India, right? To go to office to commute, it takes two hours one way in the traffic, even if you have a car. So people, even if you, even if your car has given you happiness, the fact that the car is rotting in your garage. <laughs> let's take Chennai for example. You may have the best car, but you can't do anything when it comes to Chennai traffic or Mumbai traffic, right? You still have to take public transport. So even a wealthy man is going in a train which is like people are packed like sardines inside the can. <laughs> even a wealthy man is traveling there and alongside that a person who is not even having one-tenth of your wealth, he is also traveling there and your ego is crushed. <laughs> the great Armani suit which you are wearing and the Escobar shirt or you know, the you know, 100 rupee shirt which he is wearing, they are both traveling in the same compartment and then the man is feeling miserable. What have I achieved in life? No, I may be sitting in a cabin in my office but right now I am packed like a sardine in this, right? So this is how the happiness of this material world is. Hmm? Happiness of this material world is intermittent also. That is the second nature of happiness. Hmm? First one we saw it is temporary. Second it is intermittent. Happiness is simply a gap between successive miseries. Right? Hmm? For example, the pastime of uh, Chitra Ketu, you know, um, we talk about, no? what is that? Harsha Shoka. So, if we, it's like sweet, sweet rice mixed with sand. Happiness of this material world is what? Intermittent. Sometimes what will happen? The sweet rice taste will come and then the sand particle will come, right? So, this is happiness of this material world. This is a second characteristic. It is intermittent. It comes and it goes. And the definition of happiness itself is, it is a gap between successive miseries, right? So, if you ask someone in office on Monday morning, hey, how are you? Yeah, stayed away from trouble. <laughs> like that. Hmm? Stayed away from trouble. Right? Hmm? Or people will say, yeah, no problems. <laughs> no problems. Right? So, no problems means happiness. Hmm? So, this is a very relative concept of happiness. Hmm? The third characteristic is that happiness comes at a very heavy price. Material happiness comes at a very heavy price. Ask anyone who has come here from India, no matter how many investment properties they may have or no matter what car they may drive. They may drive Land Rover, Range Rover, Audi, BMW, what is that? Hyundai Palisade. Okay. Whatever car somebody may drive, okay. Hmm? Maybe it's a luxury car or a medium luxury or whatever. All of them will tell you that we have paid a heavy price. What is the heaviest price we have paid? Staying away from her, our parents. Not being able to serve our parents during their old age and hearing the news of their departure over the phone and sometimes not even being able to reach on time to give Agni to their body. This is misery, miserable. And then you think, Australia PR, <laughs> right? Of course, for devotees it is still worth it. For devotees, everything is worth because of Melbourne Mahaprabhu Mandir. But imagine those people who have given up all that and they are not even getting Krishna, neither they are with their parents. Hmm? All they have is currency in a server, right? Virtual currency, hmm? right? So the ha happiness of this material world comes at a price. Hmm? This is the nature of happiness. As I said, our happiness is also very relative to others' happiness. This is the fourth characteristic. Our happiness is dependent on Others' happiness and others' misery. Hmm? Mrs. Khanna was happy when her husband bought a 
brand new Toyota Camry till Mr. Chopra, who was the neighbor, purchased BMW, right? Till that time, Kanna's family was very happy, right? And then they were not happy because the neighbor bought a new car. So in their courtyard is a brand new Toyota Camry. In the courtyard, in the next courtyard comes, in the next, what is that? Not courtyard, what is it called as? Car park drive, huh? In there, there is a beautiful, you know, Bentley car which is standing. So nobody is going to see your car. <laughs> right? So therefore, happiness is relative. In the office, sometimes, when somebody is given increment, it happens in our workplace because in my office, you know, unfortunately, I have the misery of communicating increments to everyone. Right? You tell someone, hey, hang on, I've got a good news for you. You've got a two and a half, three percent increment. In Australia, you don't get anything more than that anyway. Right? Even that is big. They say trampas aya. <laughs> one trampas becomes free after one year. Right? Two and a half percent increment, if you give someone, they are very happy. Okay, uh, at least you recognize my efforts. You know, thank you very much. Because uh, last year, we got zero increment. And this year, company was saying, we'll slash your salaries. But thankfully, you go up, two and a half in. The person is very happy. Thank you, Jagan, very much. But then the moment he hears someone got three percent increment, gone. Hey, uh, can I set up a meeting with you? Yeah, I just want to know what's going on. Why that fellow got three percent? I mean, I, uh, what's going on? Right? I think I'll have to resign. <laughs> This is happiness is, a few minutes back, one hour back, you were very happy, you were thanking me. Because he got 3% increment, right? So therefore, I am wealthier than what I was, I am still not happy. Hmm? The other thing, other characteristic of happiness in this material world is happiness we seek in fallible things. We seek happiness in those things where we cannot get eternal happiness from. Hmm? And this is summed up very nicely in the second canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, where Sukadeva Goswami was asked a question by Parikshit Maharaj, what is the duty of a man about to die? And he keeps on rattling one verse after the other in the initial part of the second canto. As part of that, he says, Dehapatya kalatra adishu atma sainyeshva asatva api temastesham pramatto nidhanam pashyan api napashyati. We seek happiness in what? Deha. Deha means what? Our own bodies. Right? In our teenage years, what we seek happiness in? In having a tough body. In having, what is that called as? Six-pack, right? Hmm? So if, if, a, if, a, if your son becomes a teenager, you will realize it. Hmm? Most of the time, in the, you know, they will spend more time in the bathroom. Hmm? What, what? Observing? Like that. Okay, this is how it happens. Exactly the way I enacted, that's how it happens, right? Like that. And we also did that, isn't it? <laughs> and then we step out to give our darshan, right? So, and when you develop that six abs or whatever it is, then you feel very happy. I remember in my childhood, I was, in my teenage, I was also like that. No different. Not that I was not Prahlad Maharaj, you know, who was preaching to the Shandas and Amarkas. No, I was a rascal number one. Even number one, now I am like that, but it was a little bit more at that time. We used to go to the, ex, what is that? Vyayam Shala, they say. What is Vyayam Shala? Gym, gym. I used to go to the gym and do the dumbbells. And then immediately after that, what happens? Come home, take a bath and wear cut t-shirt. Full t-shirt will not be there after that. Cut t-shirt. And then at least do one walk along the streets so that the girls will be impressed. <laughs> 
and not we only three or four of my friends will also walk as if we don't care about the girls but with the full desire that they should all look at us <laughs> it's called as walking cool but absolutely self conscious all the time looking for prestige somewhere looking for someone who will be impressed with us right but externally acting as if oh cool he doesn't care he's got a good physique he doesn't care about things but the whole idea was not to have a healthy body the whole idea was a body that will impress the opposite sex right so this is the problem so we seek so that's why it's a deha patya kalatra issue we seek happiness in body right hmm? even it's it doesn't go away huh? it doesn't go away even in uh, old age it doesn't go away hmm? sometimes even old people pride that the fact that they don't have a big paunch oh, i am very fit man like that and people say prabhu ji you look younger every day huh? oh is it like that you know and that gives a sense of happiness our body gives a sense of happiness deha apatya if that doesn't give happiness people seek happiness in next thing what is apatya kalatra adishu they seek happiness out of our children i couldn't study at harvard but i am happy that my son is studying under scholarship in harvard so we seek happiness in our children the child may not given give even 1 dollar of his earned money to you in your old age he may not even come on time for your funeral <laughs> and he may forget you after 2 days and then be very eager saying that okay when will that you know that will what whatever the old man has written when will i get all that money right and daughter in law also mean nudging him do it fast take the wealth of your father quickly now before the other brothers come <laughs> right so and we derive try to think that we will get happiness eternal happiness from children maybe maybe they will serve us but maybe they may not serve us also right therefore it, they are called as what fallible soldiers asatva sainya deha patya kalatra adishu atma sainyeshva asatva api they may not right our daughter may not serve us our daughter in law may not serve us right apatya oh i will derive happiness me and my wife will continue correct living comfortably even in old age what if one partner leaves before the other quite possible right can we count on that happiness we can't count on that happiness also right so all these are called fallible soldiers so the nature of happiness is another nature fifth characteristic of happiness is it is sought in fallible things things which will fail us at any point in time they will fail our expectations and we have already built a dream propas is kazal in this verse swapna it's all in swapna swapna means dream illusion another characteristic of happiness in this material world is happiness of this material world is deferred to the future now this is typical of asian community okay i have seen more it in asian communities i myself asian so i can speak about it right nobody will say you are racist because i am one right in the west at least we have this concept earn money and enjoy over the weekend but specifically i come from india it is earn money save money save money save money save money and die <laughs> thinking that tomorrow we'll enjoy all our saved money today work very hard because tomorrow will be a beautiful day and tomorrow let us work 
little bit more harder so that tomorrow we can enjoy more than what we thought yesterday we will enjoy tomorrow <laughs> and that tomorrow never comes then by the time the person has accumulated lot of wealth and property what happens they can't eat because they have diabetes hypertension sugar right and then they have to take private insurance all the money goes in <laughs> giving to insurance company right or to doctors you can't even enjoy anything right the person may be saying that yes i am successful now i have bought a house in hoppers crossing and point cook it has got three floors it has got three floors prabhu ji what is the area of your house prabhu ji four bedroom prabhu ji three bedroom nowadays no problem four bedroom hmm. one bedroom down another down, two up and but that what that person then is worrying about now i have become old how will i climb that staircase how will i mow that courtyard and after that it sinks all my life i thought this house is giving misery we are thinking of downsizing my wife and i of moving into an apartment in hambleton street <laughs> and that's how they start thinking so therefore what happens that happiness which is deferred to the future it doesn't come it doesn't come happiness the seventh characteristic is happiness is equated with fulfillment of material desires hmm. so we think that happiness means having more hmm. many years back one devotee told me a mathematical equation for happiness simple equation hmm. simple formula fraction a fraction has got a numerator and a denominator correct or no right so happiness is equal to number of material desires fulfilled divided by sum total of material desires i repeat happiness is number of desires fulfilled divided by so total material desires so the whole of the non devotee community what are they attacking they are attacking the numerator they think that by fulfilling material desires we will become more happy whereas when we come to devotional life what do devotees do we don't attack the numerator we address the denominator let me reduce the denominator so that my happiness quotient goes up so the reference point of how to address happiness itself is different for a person who has got knowledge of bhagavad gita to that to someone who does not have that knowledge now this is the happiness of non devotees so we in the last 5 7 minutes that we have we will talk about even devotees what as devotees we make mistakes how do we make mistakes in chasing happiness we come to devotional service with full knowledge we attend a bhakti varksha program or we attend bhakta bhavan program and we have heard enough from the brahmacharis from the sanyasis from the devotee grihastha families saying that trinadapi sunichena tarorivas sahishnuna amanina manadena kirtaniya sadahari enough times we have heard this the verse is by heart meaning also is by heart <laughs> right everything we know right but still we seek prestige when we come to bhakti we seek prestige we seek position even as practicing devotees it is highly possible that we die in this lifetime 
and we have still not overcome our desire to seek prestige, position, respect. Is that possible? Even as practicing devotees? Very much possible, right? Hmm. For example, I, all, I tell this example, you know, last week also when in our Bhakti Vaiba I was speaking this example. I remember an old man was coming to our temple, you know, few years back. I don't know where he has disappeared now. I don't even know whether he exists, right? He used to come regularly to the temple and he used to sit in that bench outside. He used to attend sometimes classes here and then he used to go and sit out in the, sit in the bench outside. So one day, Yamunalila, my wife, she had given class and she came out. And then that old man, he was I think Gujarati or something like that. So he, he came to know my wife is Gujarati. So he asked her, Tame Gujarati cho? And when one Gujarati asked another Gujarati sat question, you know, obviously there is a conversation that's going to happen. Ah, who Gujarati chu? Tame apan Gujarati chu? Ah, we Gujarati Gujarati. Okay. So then they started talking. Now that old man told her that I have been coming to this temple for many years, you know, and I am attending all these classes. So she said, ah, very good, very good. Masa, very good, she said. Uncle, very good. But then the old man told the next sentence. After coming, my realization is this. What do you think the realization will be of the old man? You tell me. Guess. What should be his realization? What do you think his realization would be? Come on. What's his realization? You think what should he, what would you expect from him? No answers? Ah, that I will become detached, okay? Yeah? Yeah, dedicate your life to God, at least in old age. But you know what he told her? He said, I regret, I regret that I did not take to this Krishna consciousness in my childhood itself, in my early age. Otherwise, today, I would have also been in the position of spiritual master. <laughs> this was his realization. Right? So, apparently doing the right thing by hearing everything, but focusing on that which is not right. That's not why we come to bhakti. So, everything is externally beautiful, but internally there is garbage. That's all. And this happens to all of us. I'm just, I don't want to be hard on the old man. I also have the desire. If many of us introspect, we'll find that we also have, we may have in different magnitude, big, small, Right? Small incident, medium incident, high priority, critical incident. We call it IT. Right? But we all have it in different... Uh, so, so, therefore, we have to question why we are doing something. At all points in time, if we question why am I doing something, why am I speaking something, why am I doing a particular service, then that is how devotees can keep themselves in check. Otherwise, we will never get that true happiness that anandamaya abhyasat or what does Rishabhadev say? Hitvata patam grahamanda. No, not, not that. Which verse is that? It's a Brahma Saukhyam. What is that verse? Yeah. Hitvata patam grahamanda. No. Which is that verse? Brahma Saukhyam Tvanantam. Anyone remembers that verse? We will not get that Brahma Saukhyam. Hmm? We will not get the happiness which comes by serving Rishikesha, the master of the senses. Right? Hmm? Instead, we will only seek, even as devotees, we will seek happiness in which the Acharyas have cautioned, do not seek happiness. <laughs> which is what? Pride, prestige, position, 
<laughs> recognition right we 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 run after all these things and that's why what happens we are not getting that which we actually should get from krishna bhakti we don't get that actually we don't even pray to the lord that remove my prestige oh lord put some incident in my life that my desire for prestige is completely crushed to pieces because we are afraid if we do that what the lord will how will he implement that in our life correct we are even afraid but actually that is the direction in which we are all supposed to go okay so lord has already said this material world is dukhalayam ashashvatam so this world material world is dukhalayam not only for the non devotees it is dukhalayam even for the devotees <laughs> that we have to understand first so as much as non devotees seek material happiness in material things devotees seek material happiness in spiritual activities and that is our problem we are still seeking material happiness only right and if you deeply understand hiranyakashipu's words here in the way that prabhupad may want to and prabhupad's purports thereof we will understand that both devotees and non devotees do this mistake even the distress of this material world is temporary but non devotees how do they how how they respond to distress when something bad happens to a non devotee the first thing they blame is god first they say we don't believe in him when something bad happens to him they say he is a bad person <laughs> first hang on you told you don't believe in him so who is bad person right so that is how they respond right or i remember a movie in my childhood i saw of amitabh bachchan he was a criminal in that movie he took to bad activities and then when he was asked why you are taking to bad activities he said in my childhood i was thrown in the gutter by my father gandhi neela what gandhi nali ka keeda samajh ke phek diya tha mujhe you know they say okay so in my childhood i was rejected by my parents and i was thrown in a garbage bin therefore i have become what i am today and he he started he became a menace to society he said i will give back to society what society gave to me this is how non devotees will respond to distress whereas how does a pure devotee respond to distress विपद शांतु तह शाश्वत तत्र तत्र जगत गुरु कुंती महाराणी से मे दो कैलामिटीज कम अगेन एंड अगेन बिकॉज इन हैप्पीनेस आई आई एम नॉट गेटिंग डीपर इन माई कृष्णा कॉन्शियसनेस ओनली वेन आई गेट मिजरी आई रियली बिकम सीरियस अबाउट माई भक्ति सो देर फोर डिस्ट्रेस इज ऑल्सो टेम्पररी इन दिस मेटेरियल वर्ल्ड हैप्पीनेस इज ऑल्सो टेम्पररी इन दिस मेटेरियल वर्ल्ड बट एज लॉन्ग एज वी नो वॉट टू सीक फ्रॉम डिस्ट्रेस एज वेल एज हैप्पीनेस बोथ हैव द एबिलिटी टू प्रॉपर लस बैक टू godhead if we seek the right things out of that so okay i'll stop the class here grantra shrimad bhagavatam ki jai any questions or comments just just one time the temple was amsterdam sorry the, the temple was amsterdam okay sorry it was yeah. did i say us by any chance or san francisco i said oh, that was amsterdam temple opening okay thank you for the correction prabhu ji Hare Krishna Prabhu ji thank you for the nice class um you was uh, you were mentioning how that um happiness that we derive from the material world is false but sometimes we see in the temple we derive happiness by dancing and chanting so is that spiritual happiness or material happiness it is spiritual happiness because when prabhupada entered this temple he said that this is the spiritual world so this is vaikuntha this is not in the material world right externally it is in the material world hmm? 
But I'll still elaborate. Hmm? I'll quote the uh, Chatur Shloki of Srimad Bhagavatam, hmm? Canto, I think, Canto 2, Chapter 33, right? Text number whatever. Hmm? Second Chatur, hmm? Chatur uh, Second Emperor verse of Srimad Bhagavatam. Ritayetam yat pratiyeta na pratiyeta cha atmani tad vidya atmano mayam yatha bhasho yatha tamaha. Only that is to be considered material of which we cannot see a connection with the Lord. There is nothing called as material actually. There is nothing called as material in existence. Material is only that of which we cannot see a connection with Krishna. Does it make sense? So our money is not material. Our money is material if we do not see its connection in the use of Krishna. So this beautiful land in Albert Park, what is the difference between 197 Dank Street to 200 or maybe this side, this side there is still Dhari Prabhu, that is another spiritual world. <laughs> but this side I am saying, okay, okay. Any other address, okay, where devotees don't live, it is just an address, that's all. It's an address in a prestigious world, it's a piece of land. Everything is same, there are also trees growing, there also there are bricks, right? But what is happening inside there? Material activities are happening. Therefore that is, everything that happens inside that premises is material. But we also have land, we also have building, we also do activities. But our actual activities are, what is the purpose of any activity that goes on in this temple? It is what? Samasiddhir Haritoshanam. It is pleasure of Krishna. Therefore, any activity which is done here is spiritual in nature. Right? Yes. We as mixed devotees may come here and do an activity which is spiritual in itself. But we may not get full benefits of that spiritual activity because we may have done it with a material intention. But that is between us and Krishna. But that doesn't inherently make the temple non-spiritual. Because as devotees we come with garbage, you know, in our hearts. Does it, does it answer your question? Okay. But then why does it sometimes like fade away? Why does it? Why does it fade away sometimes? Like we go outside the temple, then it goes away. So why does it fade away? Why does it fade away? Because outside there is, you know, when you're sitting in AC and then you go out in the hot sun, the heat will get to you, right? So therefore, it will, it will, uh, therefore, Maya is constantly acting on us. Hmm? Maya is constantly acting on us. Especially Maya will act even more if someone is seriously trying to get out of the jail. Hmm? If two criminals are there, one is nicely having a good relationship with the cop in the policeman in the jail. Hmm? He is listening to all the instructions of the policeman. When police says get up, he'll get up, sit down, he'll sit down. He'll do extra activities of breaking stones in the jail. The policeman will obviously very, very, be very happy. He will not give any test punishment to that fellow, right? He will keep him comfortable in material life inside the jail, right? But if policeman is vigilant on which guy who is trying to escape, hmm? to him he will give hard test. So, when Maya sees that these devotees are nicely attending morning program hmm, in the temple, my job is to keep this person in the material world. How will I do my job? Okay, let me give temptations outside this premises of Hare Krishna Maha, Melbourne Mahaprabhu Mandir. Let me see how, how they conduct themselves outside the temple, right? Many times inside the temple we are our, at our best behavior, right? Hmm? Hmm? And in outside our temple, when nobody is watching what we are, hmm, that time our character is tested, right? So therefore, Maya is going to give our, uh, give us our uh, treatment. And when we succumb to the three modes of material nature, that's the time we feel miserable with our own selves. We say that, oh Krishna, you gave me a test and I failed it, you know. And that time we feel miserable. That's the misery which devotees experience outside, in the material energy. 
when we when we because internally in our consciousness inside ourselves we can fool the world but inside our consciousness we know is have we pleased the lord with whatever we did or we did not please the lord that's the ultimate that's only reality actually internally externally people may say so many things right hmm? so real happiness in bhakti will only come if we if we have a integrity of purpose in we, in which we do every single activity because when we have that prabhupada said purity is the essence purity is the force prabhupada said if we do that that happiness which will come will also be very soothing to the heart otherwise it will not be we will feel unhappy even if we externally practice bhakti with false motives yeah that's thank my you, opinion yeah thank you sorry prabhu so you did touch on the point how non devotees would react if problem comes and they'll blame god my question is uh, how will devotees react when a very serious calamity strikes um taking example of what recently happened also uh, and and this is i'm speaking from not very advanced devotee platform but in general how devotees should respond okay okay not having had that experience myself it is very difficult for me to sit in a chair and then you know give an answer to that but i can only repeat whatever i have heard from senior devotees so that is what i will share hmm? so when calamities comes to devotees um it can happen it is very natural that we will cry and lament about a loss of a loved one that is just being human crying over the loss of a loved one doesn't disqualify us from the realms of even pure devotion it doesn't disqualify right especially for a devotee because and especially if the person who has left was in line to become a future devotee so then it is a loss of a potential vaishnava a loss of a potential vaishnava is always a big loss into this material world because we never because the fact that someone is born in a devotee family itself is shows that they have practiced some devotional life in their previous lifetime otherwise it it, will, it is not possible usually right so and as as kitan kin of of someone who who has left if we cry that is just natural it is just natural so a devotee when faced with such situations may go externally through all the emotions as what a non devotee will go through there may even be doubts that we will get is the lord really merciful we may get that doubt but those doubts are we have to understand are under under the umbrella of material affection hmm? which is normal for a devotee who is not an uttam adhikari hmm? so devotees are of three levels okay kanishta madhyama and uttam adhikari hmm? and uttam adhikari example is given in chaitanya charitamrita srivas pandit right srivas pandit's son has died in the adjacent room and srivas pandit is being given that news and srivas pandit say why are you disturbing mahaprabhu's ecstasy will go for a toss <laughs> now that is a response of a who are we talking about we are talking about panchatattva right <laughs> we are talking about narad muni <laughs> at that level we are talking about right but for us we are not there at least i am not there okay so if we have a loss of a loved one i cannot imitate srivas pandit 
and say let the show move on <laughs> no for to the extent of my sadhana and to the extent of my realization i will respond which is natural and when the calamity is real that is a time when we will not imitate we cannot imitate because it's real right we can imitate for example when someone else has a calamity we can go and imitate and try to be very sadhu in that forum saying that after all this material world is temporary sabko ek na ek din to jana hi hai we can tell all this if someone else has died <laughs> who is not related to us but when it comes to us can we say the same thing yes we know we will say but devotees need time devotees need time to come out of the initial shock because we are madhyam adhikaris or kanishta adhikaris we can be in any of these two categories right so we are humans so it will take some time but eventually we will see that those devotees will come out if they continue keeping themselves in the fire of bhakti that choice is always there as tatascha we are tatascha we are marginal which means in any situation at any point in time we still have a choice whether to continue our faith in krishna and move ahead or to give it up and then go elsewhere okay of course it is still it is still like not like the non devotee a non devotee going out saying that god you don't exist is still not like a devotee because a devotee goes out krishna will bring them back later on also even if they go out that will be temporary but usually we will see that devotees who are firmly fixed they may have a temporary situation of lamentation but eventually they will come out of it and the proof of that is what they will continue coming to the temple and continue their services that shows that they are devotees but that cannot still take away the human fact that they will lament for someone who they love that is the aspect of they not being uttam adhikaris that's all i mean, i don't know this is what i understood from that is that okay you know the answers but you still asked for my own benefit so <laughs> thank you hare krishna okay we'll stop here grantra shrimad bhagavatam ki jai shri prabhupada ki jai